You're listening to the Auburn Express. Yo, what's up, everybody? Your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another Amen Corner. The whole crew is here. Podcast P. Yo, yo. My guy, Kenny B. Yes, sir. And your guy, Ike Jones. Can I get an amen? This is the Amen Corner Podcast, a collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Representing Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now listening to Ah, see, that's how that's supposed to sound right there. Yes, indeed, man. Amen, Corner. We are back, man. We appreciate everybody who uh, continues to rock with us. Today, we got a full show for y'all, man. So just stay tuned for all of these topics. Just because he's back in the saddle, we're going to talk to Paul real quick, man. You know, dad life, you know, he probably slow, you know, don't have a lot of fumes, so we're going to try to keep it quick as well. But, Paul, man, you feeling okay, man? You, you know, your nah, eyes nah. watering? Bro, it's, it's, a different, it's a different type of <laughs> pain. Uh, I, I ain't experienced the type of pain. Are you and, back you at know, work? Yeah, yeah, I'm running my business. Oh, yeah, no. man. So it's um, it's been no two No paternity weeks. leave? No. <laughs> no, nah, man, we ain't got that. You give yourself any paternity leave, bro? <laughs> I, gave, I gave myself a week. But, uh, yeah, I'm back in the swing of things now, man. And um, it's it's tough, bro. It's tough. Yeah. He wakes up every two, three hours. Yeah. And, you know, yep. I'm up every two, three hours, you yeah. know. And today was really tough because I couldn't go back to sleep last night. So, um, we and we had a lot of stuff going on today. So, it's, you know, but but y'all livening me up a little bit, you know. Y'all, y'all make yeah, me feel man. good, so we we here. We definitely yeah. gonna have a good time talking oh, yeah. about the topics oh, yeah. for today. I'm gonna let Kenny B get his rocks off real he quick. Wants he wants so bad. He's so excited about this recruiting Woo! weekend that's coming up for Florida, so they can have more 17 year old quarterbacks come play for them. Hey <laughs> man, hey man, look, we got we got the head honcho. You know what I'm saying? DJ Lagway, he in town. My man said, either he got the craziest frequent flyer miles or we like, you know, throw him some, some, something to get on that plane because he's flying a long way to Gainesville on a regular basis. Where's he My from? man's there. He's in Texas. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know which part of Texas, but he's in Texas. And I look at them flights to Gainesville and... Uh, Unless he flying spirit, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> I don't care what you flying. You flying often is a lot, bro. Yeah, hey, man. But he's in town. You know, look, we need him on out there, man. Uh, he's been recruiting the kid Simmons from Duncanville, another Texas boy. Yo, that, he's been, that dude's a freak. He recruit him hard. If we get him, it's a hundred percent because of Lagway. You're not. I'm just. Not, I'm just saying. Texting him. Well, I'm just well, saying. Okay. Hey, man. Okay. Mar- hey, all I know is Marshall was was on Miami until the day he signed. You know. So mm. it happens, you know. Mm. Uh, but DJ Lagway is there, man. We got a a bunch of high quality players, man. Jeremiah Smith, you know, everybody's after this kid. Literally everybody. Uh, so hopefully we can bring him in. David Stone, the D tackle. Uh, who else, man? Jonathan Ross, Jonathan Eccles. You know, he's recruit. He's on Tennessee, but we want to snatch him back, man. We just got a lot, a lot of uh, high quality. Octane and Gainesville this weekend, man, and uh, 
It should be a good time. The guys are back working out, so they get to see the guys in the black getting busy. I was about to, was about to ask busy. if you guys had started summer workout shit there, so. Yeah, I don't know if it's, yeah, no, they did because they had their draft. You know, we do a thing where uh, we have like an inner squad um, competition throughout the summer. And um, whoever no, wins, I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, this I, I never heard. Okay, of this. so what is this? Yeah, they do. They do like an inner squad, so they mix up the team where it's like players. They do like a draft, so they have the team captains and they draft the players off the team, and they have like five or six different teams. And throughout, when they do like their mat drills, conditioning, lifting, it's like a competition over the summer to kind of get their competition juices flowing, and they compete for something at the end of the year, which is usually some exclusive J's. You know, a great like is, crazy is this, meal. Is this something that 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 Napier brought, or is this something that's yeah. always been going on in Florida? This is something that Napier bought. Um, okay, to where it's, it's they it's a cool thing. Like they get dressed, they have their draft tables, they do like their picks and stuff. Like it's a cool little thing, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, I need to be the last one pick going. on the last team, though. Like, what if, <laughs> right. what if you're what if you're a starter? You're a starter and you're last pick on the last team. Like, mm. hey, man, it, it's crazy. Cox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, he was a. I think he was a captain last year. That's which why crazy you guys, how it, yeah, it's, how it ended up. But yeah. um, yeah, man, like it's uh, it's cool because you see guys um, you know, picking team. And it's, you're with the punters, the, it's, and it's not by position. So you may have a linebacker with a wide receiver with a punter with you know. It's just it's mixing how you get that team. Everybody knows each other's name and build that camaraderie. So um, I like I, that's it, man. Pretty cool. I get I give yeah. props to Napier for doing that. I like that. You know, yeah, what I'm man. Saying? So we're we're off and running. We got. You know, Eugene Wilson moved in. You know, we got our summer enrollees in the house now. And Gavin got, Hill. Uh, that top 10 offensive line ready to go for, you know, yes, the season. Mm-hmm. They've be been top, there, man. They ready. Top five. They ready. Might be top five. Hey, man. Have Kenny tell it might be top two. Top yeah. eight, man. Mm-hmm. With top five running back rooms in the nation. Mm. I'm calling it top five. We might have been top. No, top. I don't think seven, it's top, top five 10. in the SEC, but we'll keep it moving. Oh, I can't Whoa. wait to have that Bang. conversation. Hey, let's just Bang. wait till let's just wait till yeah. let's just wait till the ball drops. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on that one right there. But <laughs> speaking of lists, speaking of lists of top whatever. Well, I don't want to cut you off. Was that the end of your your? Yeah, man, that's <laughs> it, man. June June is gonna be a big month, man. We should have a couple commits. Um, 24 kids in June, so it should be good. Okay. That's what's up. Well, we we will. I'm, I will look forward to hearing you gush further over the, the riches <laughs> that are headed to Gainesville uh, as a result of this big recruiting weekend. With all these kids coming in, you know they're going to land at least ten new commits this at week. Least, right. at least. Might be fifteen. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying that. <laughs> He's like I ain't going that far. But no, seriously. Speaking though of of lists, right? So I want to make sure I get. Credit to who is due. Uh, CBS and 247 Sports released their list of SEC head football coach rankings. And um, it's interesting, right? So the way this list is comprised, I'm just going to read the list 1 through 14, um, and then we'll react to this. So number one on this list, actually, I'll start at number 14. We'll start at the bottom of the list. Number 14 on this list is Zach Arnett, which makes sense, right? He hasn't coached a single down of football as a head football coach. 13 is Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. 12, Eli, Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri. 11, Billy Napier <laughs> of Florida. Mm. 10, Sam Pittman at Arkansas. 9, Shane Beamer of South Carolina. Number 8 is Hugh Freeze at Auburn. 
Jimbo Fisher comes in at number seven, Texas A&M. Mark Stoops at Kentucky comes at six. Josh Heupel at Tennessee at five. Lane Kiffin, number four from Ole Miss. Brian Kelly at LSU at three. Kirby Smart from Georgia at number two. And Nick Saban, number one, Alabama's head football coach. Now, the question I want to ask you all, well, first, I will start with the two-time defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Do you agree with Kirby Smart being number two on this list of head football coaches in the SEC? Uh, so there's yes and no. Uh, if we're talking overall, uh, you know, whole spectrum, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. agree with that. If we're talking recency bias, I think Kirby's got him. You know, I think I think he's he he is better than Nick Saban right now today. Does that mean that he's going to be better than Nick Saban over his whole career? Probably not. I don't know if we'll ever see a, a coach as good as Nick Saban. Right. I mean, and if if Kirby does, um, you know, then he's he'll go down as the greatest. Nick Saban's the greatest. Yeah, for sure. But as of right now. I don't know how they're ranking this. If they're just ranking it as an overall, you know, like how are we? It's, it's because, weird, right? Because I'm agree with you. Like, because Jimbo, because Jimbo Fisher should not be at seven, bro. and Josh Hype will be at five if we're bro. going overall, right? So it sounds like we're just talking about this year only. And if that's the case, then, then Curry should be number one. So it's weird, right? Because to your point, Lane Kiffin's number four on this list. And if we're talking about best head coaches right now, is Lane Kiffin the fourth best head coach in the SEC right now? I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the rest of this list right now. I'm just Pause to, while you think about that. If we're talking mm-hmm. overall, right. is Lane Kiffin the fourth best head coach overall? No. 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 Okay. So if we're going to keep overall as the standard, Nick Saban being number one, Lane Kiffin is definitely wrong, not placed correctly. Right. If we're going to say for right now, you might can make an argument for him being top five based upon the rest of this list. But that means Kirby Smart's got to be number one, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. Kirby's got to be number one. And then maybe even Brian Kelly, number two. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I I feel like this list, like you can't make a perfect list, but you can also make a you could do a list where you say as of this year. You know, and do something that the criteria you can say, okay, I can see what they're using for their because it doesn't make sense. It's exposed. I mean, Sam Pittman at number 10, I think he's I think he's a good coach, but Shane Beamer at nine, uh, Hugh Freeze at eight, you know, like, you know, what? I I don't know. I don't know. You got Billy Billy Napier at at 11. 11. Yeah, Mm. that's disrespectful, but you know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was about I was just about to say that. And and that's the thing. Be like, real, uh, be realistic, bro. Be, be realistic. I, I have to, I have to keep him there, unfortunately, uh, because the only proof, only thing you have for him is what happened last year, mm-hmm. and last year was not a great season. I mean, yes, you make a bowl, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's, and that's not that's, good enough for this. That's where it's weird for me too, team. because you know, I'm the Auburn fan, of course, on this channel, right? So. If we're just talking about right now, Hugh Freeze hasn't coached a game in this era of the SEC. Why is he number eight on this list? But if we're talking yeah, I mean, overall, it makes sense. Correct, I understand correct. why he's higher. 
I would actually argue that he should be above a guy like so this again, this is where it becomes weird because Jimbo Fisher has a national championship to his credit, right? Yeah, and putting him at seven is crazy. But yeah. if if we're talking about right now, what has Jimbo done in the SEC? Jimbo's probably ninth or tenth. Right. Right now. Like you look at for me, if you're looking at right now, Sam Pittman at number ten, I feel is a little bit of a slap in the face. That man yeah, did some sure. things he did some things at Arkansas. Correct. Now can he continue it? I don't know, but I'd probably I mean I'd probably take him right now over Shane Beaver, Shane Beaver, Shane Beamer, <laughs> uh, Hugh Freeze, and Jimbo Fisher as of right now. I mean, based on what he's done in the SEC, I yeah. don't know how you could you could argue against that. Overall, uh, Josh Heifel, overall, overall, though, I'd take Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I agree. But, That's what I'm saying. And, I agree. And, and I'd take Jimbo, too. But right now, today, like if I wanted a coach to come in, I got a 330 kick on CBS, and I'm going up against Bama. I'd take Pittman, dude. Like He, he can fire these kids up. Right now. Yeah. And th- th- I think the best way, so th- this is the difficult thing, right? Because head coaching is a lot more than what the X's and O's are, right? Like, it's about how you build the program. Um, mm-hmm. And this is this is why, like, Lane Kiffin has placed such a weird spot for me, right? Because though he has probably done more with less, he's also done less with more. Like, he's such a weird person <laughs> as a head coach, right? Because... He he knows how to screw up really good situations. Like I, I talked about this the other day on our show. It's like for whatever reason, Lane Kiffin is has a unique ability to mess up games that he plays against Alabama. Right? Like he's just he just knows how to screw that game up, even when they should win it. He does something stupid in the game, and you're just like, yo, what are we doing right now? The way he constructs his rosters, I don't understand, right? Like he doesn't. He he knows how to get the offense together. He never fields a competent defense. Like I just Which don't understand wild. it. It's crazy. So it's I just don't as a head coach, as a program builder, Lane Kiffin's not great to me. He's a good offensive mind. And that's pretty Aaron much Mullen where it starts. Yes. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't understand the, the way this list is composed at all. Um, so I don't After know. looking at this looking at this list, I just want to ask a quick question because a lot of these guys seem to be entrenched at their schools but i could also see a couple of them getting fired after this season out of the 14 coaches how many are here next year just mm. just right now today One, two three four five six seven eight nine you just gonna count to 14 no i'm saying uh okay <laughs> saban stays kirby stays yeah. BK stays, Lane yeah. stays, yeah. Uh, Josh stays, Stoop yep. stays, yep. Jimbo has a stay. It's too expensive. Um, they got a lot of money over there, KB. They got a lot of money. I, I think they will give him if I may, if he has another year like last year. Yeah. Then I think they will give him one more. Like he would okay. have to be All like, right. okay. So keep him moving. Um, keep him moving. Hugh Freeze. Yes. Uh, he just he just think, signed on. I think Sam Pittman stays. Shane um, Beamer. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Billy, he's good another year. Um, I think Missouri likes Eli Drinkwitz, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, it's Missouri. But he's like, a, what are you going to get if you get rid of Drinkwitz? Who are if you, you got? If you can get a young, up-and-coming, like, hot That's what they name. thought they were getting with Drinkwitz, right. though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, too. Like, that used to be the thing, right? You, you would go to, like, these lower-end P5 schools— but now the up and comers like Dan Landing took on Oregon, bro. 
as his first job. Like the young yeah. up and comers are like getting big time. There's no, you don't have to go play around in the lower P5 now. Now we're giving you Oregon, you know, like go out there and do what you got to do. Venables, he took right. Oklahoma. Like they're not giving out, you know, guys aren't going yeah. from DCs at top universities to go be a P5 Missouri. You know, do you think, and I know we're SEC school, but we had an ACC personal last week. Do you think um, the way Florida State has kind of turned things around in like year four or five, do you think that's going to kind of give guys more of a chance? Because like, hey, you see what happens when you give a guy a time to build his program. Look what can happen. Like, just give him his contract. And you you might flip around and get a 10-1 team and be a favorite to go to the, you know, to the playoffs. So I'm a, you know, I'm saying the Missouri team, you're not expecting them to be, you know, very competitive on the with the big names. But if you keep a guy around for five, six years and let him build it up, you may get to where Stoops is with Kentucky. He built, you know, you're gonna get eight, nine, maybe ten wins out of Kentucky every year. They may get lucky, win the extra one, but you know they're always being the bowl. They're always gonna be pretty successful. Like you know what it is. I mean, I I think Every program should take that approach of let a guy get in, you know, get through an entire cycle of the the kids that I brought in my first year as a head coach are now seniors, right? Let them get all the way through that entire process plus one. So you get a senior class all the way through of your recruits plus one. And if it doesn't work after that, then we're, we're, we're cutting bait unless it's disastrous, Right. Like, but I just don't like think some off the field scandal stuff. Yeah. Like it's got to be great. Like you just shouldn't be cutting bait with coaches so quickly because you're not giving them an opportunity to instill their program, their culture, their whatever. And it's not always going to be a two year turnaround, man. Like if the transfer portal, though, shrinks the window. Right. Like that's going to be the biggest issue is that people want those quick results and con- uh, contracts are ballooning. Right. Like you're getting paid more and more and more every year as a head coach. And so the results need to to accelerate a little bit as well. So if you want to negotiate a big boy contract, you got to come in here and put on your big boy pants a little bit faster. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that that's probably the best model. Is it going to ever be the case in an SEC school that expects to be good? Right. Like if Brian Kelly didn't come in and win the SEC West year one, how long would LFU have tolerated them rebuilding? I don't know. Yeah. They're yeah. not giving him five years to figure it out, man. They're just not. I mean, look at Auburn. Yeah. You guys fired Chiswick after, what, four years? Three yes. years? Four years? Yes. And he won a national. Yeah, he won a national championship. <laughs> like, the next year was trash, and it was like, all right, well, it's been fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you look at Gus Malzahn when you guys had, had Malzahn. He, was, he won 66% of his games. Not good yeah. enough. Yeah. Not good enough. And, and, and you Coach Hugh Freeze knows that's that's the same thing for him. Year four, by the time year four gets here, this Freeze contract, they're gonna be looking at him sideways if he ain't won nothing. I'm just I'm just being honest. Same thing with I mean, Billy. You, you gotta you gotta it, for Auburn. I'm just looking at like the the head coaches in the past, right? So Gus Malzahn had a 66 percent win percentage. Gene Chizik 63.5. Tommy Turville 68. Terry Bowden 73. Pat Dye, 71. I mean, I don't know how many of those guys got fired. But All of them except for Pat Dye. That's insanity. 
Yeah. <laughs> and almost all of them won the AP. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every one of those guys I just mentioned, besides Pat Dye, who is a little different story. Terry Bowden, Tuberville, Chiswick, and Malzahn all won at least one SEC Coach of the Year and got fired. Every last one of them fired. Do you think the the pressure for Auburn is like that because, one, y'all did get a natty, and right down the street you have Bama, who just— Bama and Georgia have increased the intensity of what that fan base expects to get because you play; those are your two biggest rivals. You play them every single year, which we'll get to the potential of that in a little bit. But you don't want to see the people who you play every single year. Like, okay, so if this was Florida, right? And mm-hmm. now Florida State's about to enter this conversation. We just talked about that, right? And let's say Miami picks up what they got going on, even though you guys don't play them every single year. But that in-state rivalry with Miami is yeah. still strong whether you play them or not, right? And um, I don't know. And, 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 you know, you see what you got with Georgia right now, right? Tennessee's starting to pick up momentum. But if Florida State joins that conversation of a team that is back in the national conversation for this is a perennial, we're looking at them to potentially win a national title every year, Florida's going to be right there with us saying, hey, like, and, and you you already see what it's like for Billy and that fan base. He's had one year and they're already talking hot seat stuff in some whispers and corners of that Florida. It's ridiculous for one yeah, season. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. We haven't had stability coaching since Urban left. No. Yeah. It's It's been, <laughs> I mean. I mean really, what was that? Four years? Four? Yeah. And I mean, I that's, that's, like what, that's what Georgia does really well. Uh, I think they've had, I had to go look, like four coaches since Vince Dooley. Yeah, I was about to say, Georgia and, does not get rid of coaches quickly. Yeah, they don't get rid of them, you know, fast. And, and they had some duds in there. Um, but overall, they've had some pretty good coaches, you know. Yeah. And every one of those, what's crazy is every one of those coaches, uh, so Jim Donnell was good. He had great players when he was there. Uh, he's still in Athens. Kirby Smart, obviously, still in Athens. Mark Rick, still in Athens. Vince Dooley, God rest his soul, lived in Athens till the day he died. Uh, and then Ray Golf still lives in Athens. All those guys still live in Athens. There's no bad blood. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you're, there's a lot of bad blood if you go, For like, sure. th- through this Auburn list. There's some For bad blood. sure. It's, it's uh, guys who they never want to see walk back on that campus again. Right, on that right. Floor, floor the same way. Like, yeah. and Billy could, unfortunately, end up on that list, too. You know? I, think yeah. if, I mean, if if we have another six win season or worse, Scott Strickland's already he'll probably be gone. And the only thing that saves him is that we win in everything else, <laughs> or like we're competitive in all the and like all the other sports. Right. All shout the non revenue sports, though. Shout out yeah. to us having a streak of um, a national championship and in the program since two thousand eight. By the way, it just got. But yeah, but they um, went like rowing or something. No, nah, uh, golf, golf won a natty. <laughs> yeah, that's one of natty golf. yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But hey, man, that's a crazy street. But that's what keeps Scott Strickland. Right? They were the everything school, quote unquote. But you know, we have the new school. Nobody president. cares, right? But, but we have the new school president, and I think if you have another bad year, usually how it happens, AD gone, then AD comes yeah. in. They usually want their new guy, yeah. and. And that's what happens. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But I mean, it's 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 right there, man. It's like <laughs> it's knocking at the wall, at the door. Yeah, and I, I hate mean, it listen, it's yeah. the unfortunate reality is that 
because of what pays the bills at these universities, you have to be able to field a good program. And the unrest comes along quickly with that. Um, So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to answer the question that you ask, though. Is Florida State going to be the new model for let a guy build his program? Probably never will be the case in the SEC. Like you, you, you can wait that long. You can wait that long in the ACC. Like you can yeah, wait. Who are long. you competing against? Clemson. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like, all right. You're playing, Clemson. you're playing Rutgers and you know, like you, you can go out there and feel the team. might even, not even be a thing in the next couple of years. So like, right. <laughs> so, you know, but you, you, if, if Florida does go down that road, then you might have to go down the road that Auburn did and hire a guy like Hugh Freeze with a checkered past, you right. know, like, so it, not every rose uh, it smells the same, you know? So, so like Outcast said, some of them smell like boo-boo. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could not see that. And I don't even know what the was choreography. That. Come on, oh, man. Is that what that was? Okay. Really like to think you Oh, got closer. you. I'm with you right really now. Smell like boo- Come on, man. I feel right. what is what is it when you what sorry to get off topic real quick. What is it? The interpretive dancing at church? I feel like you like the lead interpretive yeah. dancer. You gotta so, if if you don't so know the, the dance, liturgical dance to roses from outcast. I don't know where you were back in what was that oh oh five oh four yeah yeah 06. It's, I mean when they released the whole album yeah you know what I'm saying which, which yeah, yo real quick real quick like which album was better Ooh. Andres or Big Boys out of that album okay so I enjoyed this is gonna I, I'm I I'm gonna get stoned for this because I'm a big Andre fan I'm I a huge Big Andre Boys fan. I enjoyed Big Boys album better no. I did. Mm. I did. What about you, KB? I, I think I think oh, lyrically Andre's album was better, but I think sonically Big Boy's album was better. Prototype and all that stuff. Come on, yeah. man. Dope, dope Andre, songs. Man. Very dope songs. But like, yeah. hey y'all, hey mm, hey but, y'all, hey y'all was really the only jam on there though. You feel me? Like that's the rest of it was kind of like mellow, chill. Like, but it was good songs. I'm not saying they weren't good songs, but like Big Boy just he just has more energy to his stuff. So if I'm like in the whip bumping. I'm gonna put yeah. Big Boys on first. Big Boys definitely is a more of a yeah, traditional oh, yeah. hip hop vibe. Yeah. yeah. And Andre definitely uh experimented. For sure. But yeah. you know, I'm gonna pick Man, him. I miss those guys. I wish they released the yeah. album again. It'd be Never. nice to get another Never. outcast. Andre's album. in Japan walking around playing a flute, my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like okay, He's seriously, gone. like He's again, we're we're going down a d- different path. I don't even what what actual instrument is that? Because it's not a flute, right? Flute is the sideways situation. It's not really a clarinet because it's like bigger than a clarinet. Like, is it an alto sax? What instrument a, is this that this man is walking around it's playing? A, I think it's a flute, but it's a um there's different versions of the flute, like there's different versions See, of the saxophone and different versions of the like of course phone. Of course, Andre three thousand. It, it's not a recording. No, it's like it you know the Kenny <laughs> the Kenny G like you know the Kenny G saxophone. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like a soprano like sax a, or whatever. Yeah, it's like a, a different type of sax versus the Lisa Simpson versus the you know like yeah, there's but like, like yo several different kinds. That, that's a heavy duty situation. He's walking around playing, bro. He like, might, he might have course, just made it himself. He might have made it himself. Of course, Andre is out here playing the most obscure woodwind instrument ever uh, through the streets of Japan of all places, right? Living his life. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Out there doing his thing, man. I'm not mad at it, man. If I had nah. his kind of bread and, and, and I was 
on, on that level of creativity, I just go do some stuff like that too, man. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the coaching list. We talked a little bit about these traditional rivalries that um, get Auburn fans in a lurch. Speaking of all of those things, coming out of, and a lot of controversy around this, by the way, coming out of the uh, the coaches meeting down in Destin, Florida, the coaches, or excuse me, the eight athletic directors and presidents from the SEC colleges came to a decision finally of what they wanted to do for the 2024 season in regard to the scheduling. The choices were between doing a nine-game schedule with three permanents and rotating the rest or doing the eight-game schedule with one permanent and rotating the rest. They decided on the eight game. And this has caused, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen the collective panties of other fan bases outside of the SEC so mm-hmm. in knots as I had with the reaction to this, what are you all's thoughts on the eight game SEC format coming up? No, no divisions. We're not doing East and West anymore. So all of you Ole Miss and Texas A&M and uh, I'm going to forget somebody who's never won their division in the history of the SEC. This is your <laughs> last year to do it because if you don't do it this year, you will never be able to get a division title. Um, so but what are you guys thoughts on the eight game SEC division list? schedule coming up 2024 go ahead i love it man um yeah yeah, i i like it a lot uh i'm not going to miss any traditional rivalries i I mean georgia we're going to clearly stay with georgia um but so you think that's going to be the permanent because i don't did they haven't announced who the permanents are going to be yet i mean we can't even get out of jacksonville they're not going to not let us yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. they literally can't move that game like i don't know what blood they got but um yeah yeah (laughs) so that's that's not going anywhere man and uh i look forward to playing other teams in the sec man like don't get me wrong like playing lsc was always a, a good game and you know, we play the Tennessees and all that stuff, but I like to play Ole Miss or Auburn, you know what I'm saying? Like Arkansas, like we don't get to play those guys. Um, and a less, one less SEC game lightens the load. So, you know, we could be like a lot of these other programs and, you know, get a bunch of teams into the playoffs when we expand. Like I think it's, it's going to be a lot of SEC teams in the playoffs. I think this is what's going to happen. I can say for all the Georgia fans out there, they should not be happy about this mm. because the SEC East is pretty weak comparatively. <laughs> okay, yeah. factual. You know? So, like, you have now lost playing Missouri and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. and Florida every year. So I throw that Florida in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, react, yeah, bro. He did. No, he didn't I'm even not, react. I'm not going to bite <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you get you lose, you know, playing South Carolina every year. Like yeah. you lose those because the SEC East right now is just it's it's not it's like the the NBA Eastern Conference is not as good as the Western Conference. If they were right. to do that in the NBA, you have two teams from the Western Conference more than likely every year. That's just what it is. 
the tide has turned. Back in the day, it would have been the Eastern Conference. Now it's for Georgia. It's fun, like Kenny said. Like it's it's gonna be fun to play. You know, Texas A and M. That'd be cool. You know, but like Kenny said, Georgia and Florida can't get out of Jacksonville, so that's definitely gonna be the permanent op- opponent. But they're only doing this for one year, which kind of is weird to me. Then they're gonna reevaluate it. Uh, so it by twenty twenty four. Texas and Oklahoma will be in the league, correct? Right. So everybody will be trying to, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know how this works. I don't know if you can pander for teams that you want to play, <laughs> but I would assume you, you would want to play Texas and Oklahoma the first year. You can have that school base that says, yeah, we beat the snot out of them. They shouldn't be here. This is SEC territory. Because you don't want, like if you're an Auburn fan, you don't want Alabama to be the ones to, to knock Texas off 42 to 10. You want to be that school, so like you right. want that, you want that matchup. But at the same time, there's going to be, and it doesn't really happen, I guess, because we've been so locked into these permanent opponents. I guess Auburn probably every year. You look at Auburn, it's like, damn man, you guys, that sucks. You know, that's a tough schedule. Yeah. There's going to be a team, guys, that we look at after they release this schedule, bro, in 2024, and we're like, damn, Arkansas, yeah. you're going 0 and eight. You are going against yeah. the toughest eight Somebody's teams. Somebody's going to get screwed for sure. Somebody yeah. is going to yeah. get hosed on this. Like, it's not even going to be fun for, you know, and, and you hope it's not your team, right? Yeah. Uh, you, hope you're, you, you hope your team can, you hope your team can weather the storm, but somebody is going to get hosed on this. And also on the, on the opposite side, somebody is going to get the easiest schedule and they're going to be like, well, they're pandering to... Auburn, yeah. they're yeah. pandering to Georgia. Georgia's going to go eight and zero. Yeah, somebody's going to end up with Vandy, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky. It's going to be ridiculous. It. So I have a question. Do you think this one game now that nine times out of ten is going to be a cushion game? Like we all schedule, like at least Florida, we usually schedule so you, one. I think part of this though is let me. I'm sorry to cut you off. That you have to schedule one P five non conference game every year with the eight games. But this is only. But this well, is we only usually do for though. one year. This is only yeah. for one year. So every team has to have that already scheduled. I would think you're, you're uh, not going to be able to get a P five school. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know if that the what the situation is with the P five non conference. I mean, P five is at, a whole lot of teams though. Yeah, I mean, look I mean, at you Georgia. Can, you can pull in University of Maryland if you want to. <laughs> okay, so so Georgia has on their on on their schedule for 2024. They have Clemson locked in, and Georgia mm. Tech, and Tennessee Tech, and UMass, and Florida. I don't know if that's going to work. You have to shift some games around. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I have no idea how this is going to work. But anyway, See, I, I cut you off, KB. What were you about to say? No, I was just wondering if you know when they talk about this strength of schedule thing, um, how that's going going to affect because you have teams like they always say about Bama, they always play the weakest, weakest uh, non-conference games that they can find. Um, I know last year, Georgia, y'all played Oregon. Y'all made it look like uh, <laughs> uh, right. a FBS school. Right, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, we play Utah. Mm-hmm. So, as, as you know, so we usually play a, a good non-conference team. So, I'm like, for Florida, I'm like, look, man, don't put another juggernaut on there, man. Like, go get University of Maryland, you know what I'm saying? Go get one of these schools at the bottom of another right. <laughs> joint. Like, I don't need to play Ohio State. Like, no, I don't care about none of them ticket sales. Yeah, but you want to you play? You want to play the twenty twenty two version of Colorado, whatever that is. Yes. 
Yeah, but you're also, you're also, yeah, you could, I mean, hell, you could put Colorado on there now compared to some of these P5 teams. But then you're also looked at as weak if you go schedule Maryland and Auburn scheduled Oregon. When, and when Georgia Bama, scheduled Clemson. When Bama was holding that trophy up, when nobody worried about who they played week four, <laughs> that confetti flying, yeah. that trophy in the air, and all that stuff, you can, it's an opinion based, sure. It gives you something to talk about. But at the end of the day, the hardware is what you're going to be talking about. So, see, so yeah. they already got they already got y'all locked in uh, for Miami in 2020. Oh yeah, we played so we played go. Miami, UCF, and Florida State. And just so you know, Ike, because you probably haven't looked at 2024, nobody has really. You are locked in against the Cal Golden Bears. So congratulations! I, oh, I did know that because we played oh, Cal this year. So we're playing yeah, my home, bad. home with them. My bad. My bad. Yeah, so we're going uh, out to Cal uh, this year, and they're going to be coming out. That's the same thing. We, we had a home and home with Penn State the last two in this year's Cal. So, yeah, so you got you got Cal. Congratulations. You yeah. uh, lucked out. Yeah, not mad at that one. So Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's, that's – uh, Unless that's Cal nice. somehow just, like, becomes some powerhouse out there in the pack somewhere, and, you know, they find the next – Aaron Rodgers? Yes, yeah, Savant at uh, coordinator and then some ridiculous uh, mm-hmm. guy flying under the radar in California coming out there lighting it up and we some get embarrassed Juco on kid. Na- yeah. Just get yeah. embarrassed on national TV and people be like, well, Auburn sucks, but then Cal like, goes undefeated that year. You're right. like, uh, of right. course, they're uh, amazing <laughs> yeah. the year we yeah. or, or Or you're the team that they look really good against and then they suck the rest of the year. And you're yeah, like, that's uh, the one that I'd be mad at. Like, I, yeah. if they're gonna if they're gonna make us look bad, at least look good the rest of the year because I ain't right. trying to be dealing with that nonsense. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Like you said, um, Paul, this is a one year situation. Then reval. I don't know why they're kicking the can down the road like this. Like, I mean, it's 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 gonna be difficult once you get the other two schools in there. They're getting ready. They're getting when's ready. The, when's, the, when's the playoffs change? Twenty twenty five, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah, so yeah, that's why. Yeah. ACC's already doing it now. The Big Ten's doing it now. You have to, if you're going to do it, you have to do it 2024. So it looks like you're testing. Everybody else is doing it. So then when you really drop it in 2025 and you say, hey, we only got eight games <laughs> for the conference. And out of these 12 teams that's getting into the playoffs, we're trying to put in about six, seven. <laughs> yeah, we, we're trying to drop at least five. <laughs> we already have no. a, <laughs> <But> already, <laughs> I don't understand all these people getting upset and being like, well, the SEC doesn't want to compete and they're, you know, trying to duck the smoke and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, bro, like when you look at strength of schedules, the, the SEC schools are always in like the top 30 in the country, right? And nothing's preventing these other conferences from doing the same thing. Like, why are you mad at the SEC? Why are you mad at Greg Sankey and the SEC folks for saying, we don't want to add another difficult game to our schedule instead of saying, hey, this is really smart. How about we schedule one less tough game on our thing as well and go pick up an FCS school or a group of five school and go compete again? Like, be, be smarter. Like if you you want you want to compete for championships or you want to get the regular season, we had the tough schedule trophy. Nobody cares about in that. The, in a Big Ten, like you already playing Indiana, you know you're playing teams like like what else do you want? Like your your strength of schedule. Everybody and that's can't what I'm saying. Like your schedule already Michigan. trash. But like okay, make it easier on yourself and get into a freaking playoff and shut up and stop whining. I mean, I mean yeah, I you, think go, those, you go look at Ohio State's schedule, dude. It's like it's always. the cakewalks of cakewalks every year. They just play Michigan, it, Penn State, yeah, you, 
you turn on the TV at noon, big big noon Saturday, and you see Ohio State playing against Rutgers. You're like, oh man, yeah. that's a tough game. I hope you guys can overcome this. You know, fifty six to seven. That your prediction. That's by. that's why they always get caught up in the playoffs when they got to play a real team. Because yeah. the whole year they're playing against the, their tough games are against the Indianas, the the University of Maryland's. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to play against seven juggernauts in the season. So, yeah, like the recruiting, you look, look at recruiting in the SEC. You got to recruit right. to the third to the third level of your depth chart just because you know the other guys won't get hurt because you going through damn near NFL caliber players. He, he getting hurt or other schools are trying to get him away from you. Yeah. like Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like I just don't understand the complaints as if – the SEC isn't also showing up on the big stage too, right? Like I can understand if you're like, ah, oh, man, they get in every year. I can understand if it was like Notre Dame, right? Like you get in all the time, and then when you get there, you you shit the bed, right? Ah, well, they need to play a tougher schedule so that they're not in there every year in this conference. Clemson is the is the school that cake has been cakewalking into that joint though, for real. Yeah, they get to play an ACC schedule. And beat up on a bunch of nobodies every single year. And then they got to the time. Now, again, Clemson showed improve when they got to the big show a couple of times, though, right? I don't know how many more times they're going to do that in the future. But, like, until you get there and actually do something, like these guys in the freaking Big 12 complaining. What was uh, what was Sonny um, uh, TCU's coach? Why? Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, yeah. Sonny Dykes talking about how the SEC schedules these weak uh, opponents on week. 12 or week 11 of their it's like man come on bro like bro you play in the big 12 calm down let's settle down a bit like yes you're playing a big 12 opponent at the end of your schedule but you're playing a big 12 opponent at the end of your schedule right play tennessee lsu uga south carolina and then kentucky before that like you play those games and right. then tell me if you don't want to put in a McNeese State in between them things. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> Get out of here. So I'm looking, I'm looking real quick before we move off the schedule thing. I'm looking at Georgia's 2024 schedule. They haven't announced the dates yet, but they have the teams Georgia was supposed to play, which is all SEC East plus uh looks like Auburn and Texas AM. So that's mm-hmm. all going to change. Right. So none of so just so you guys know if you're looking at 2024 you want to buy some tickets or think about making a trip somewhere like Georgia fans would blow up College Station I think they were already looking forward to that going to out there in 2024 do not Probably buy your tickets not just happen. yet yeah don't buy your tickets just <laughs> yeah, yet one of them one of them games getting dropped yeah that's that's gonna be weird man it's gonna be definitely weird to have such a drastic shift in how the the games are gonna be for this next season, or they're going to lose some SEC East games, right? Like, so Georgia might not play, you know, South Carolina or Missouri, which will mean that their schedule is going to get infinitely harder that season, right? If they're going to try <laughs> to keep Auburn and Texas A&M on the schedule, they got to drop two SEC East opponents. Also, what's crazy is if you go into the season of 2031, Georgia already has lined up against Ohio State and Western Carolina, just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, some of these- you know. That's and twenty thirty three. Georgia's lined up to play NC State. Like that's that's ten years from now. I don't. I don't even know how they're negotiating this stuff that far in advance. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Like, I'm just because we're talking about the schedule. So I'm just on this little schedule thing, and the furthest I can get out is twenty thirty three at Clemson and NC State for Georgia at home. Like, 
I don't. I don't know. I guess you got to lock them in, right? You got to lock them in so you can keep them. I but now everything's changing. I, I guarantee you, it's gonna be. Different I mean, in 10 the years. TV deals are changing, right? The ACC, yeah. like, who knows what's gonna even happen with them? So, what their TV situation is gonna be? Um, I think the SEC is pretty solid on their TV deal for right now. Uh, but yeah, some some of these schools, it's gonna be interesting to see where they even exist in the landscape of college football in the next five years. Forget ten years down the road. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. So enough of that. Let's get to talking about something that was recent news as well. We didn't talk a lot about it when it first, we talked a little bit about it because of what happened with the post reaction, but recently announced standout five-star recruit to the University of Alabama, Tony Mitchell, uh, will not face any suspension from the university. KB taking his victory lap on this one. He's just, he's he's back fully instated all of that after getting caught being a drug lord <laughs> and speed like, racer. He was he was a, a a drug lord need for speed uh character some down there in Tuscaloosa and uh doesn't look like any ramifications are going I guess wrong place wrong time only happens uh for a couple of weeks. You can't have you. wrong place, wrong time. Well, you, but you you also don't have to face any real punishment. I told y'all. What do you hey, guys man. think about that? Tony Mitchell, he's going to play this season for Alabama. Ain't surprised one bit. I said his homeboy going to take the charge. You know what I'm saying? They're going to, at the worst case scenario, he just might not be suited up for the first one or two games. But I was like, he's going to be there. He's going to be on campus. They'll keep him close to the vest. It'll slow, it'll quiet down, and that's exactly what it did. And he ain't missing nothing. Good old Bama strikes again, man. You know? But yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely I, I it. crazy. Yeah. It's, I knew it. It's, I don't even know how to, it's such a bad example, man. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, you, and I get it, the kid needs a second chance. Everybody needs a second chance. Yeah. Nobody's but, saying he, she doesn't deserve a second chance. But the second chance at Alabama, that's not a good look. Like, let him go do a little JUCO. And if he bounces back off that, no trouble at JUCO. Because, you know, you know, we've seen last chance you. There's nothing to do at JUCO but get in trouble because there's nothing to do. So you go to JUCO, keep your nose out the, out the mud, and then come back. But to just reinstate him on the team? Yeah, man. That's a, that's a bad look, bro. That's a bad look. I don't care what Alabama fans have to say. That was a hell of a lot of marijuana. Got caught with the gun. Like speeding, speeding going crazy. crazy. Yeah, like not it's, speeding, bro. Like he was racing. Like that that was like, nah, bro. What are we doing out here? Why are you ever driving that fast in a residential area? Is I don't understand. But yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Just why how? How? You know, how do you this, how how do you reinstate them? How can you tell me? Saban, see, I told y'all it's warmer than it's ever been. And don't get me wrong, they ain't going to fire him. But this is year three that they haven't won a championship now or come on the third year. So you got that. Your understudy Kirby is back to back. Realistically may win a third <laughs> unless something yeah. crazy happens. Yeah. So now you're like, you're you're doing everything you can to remain relevant as a program at Bama. Those guys you used to bring in aren't coming to Bama anymore. They're going all over the place. 
So the seat is hot. The pressure's on that he's probably hasn't felt in over a decade. And at the end of the day, we need things to happen. And we've all seen it from whether it be high school or back in the day where they make sure something happens to where the kid plays and he needs to play. He's like, I need him to play. He's going to play. And I guarantee he's going to start. If you're not going to start, he's in an early rotation. He'll be he'll be in the uh the the the, the two, two deep, deep yeah. for sure. It's crazy, crazy to me, man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's crazy that he is. I I I thought he was at least gonna get a couple games, right? Like, but for him to get nothing, and and I I didn't keep up with the case, right? Like, I don't know if charges were dropped, and you know, like you said, Kenny, maybe his homeboy took all the, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. Again, if if Nick Saban's words are true, and there's no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time, how is he not punished for this? Like, where where was? How can you say there's no such thing as being in the wrong place in the wrong time and not punish him? Like, how do both of those things exist in the same universe? Couldn't tell you. No more. He'll be he'll be disciplined internally when they ask some questions. But oh, we handle that internally. You know, we, we've, we're holding him accountable, but I don't think we should, you know, make the kids suffer by missing time. But we'll handle it. <laughs> what is that? I mean, but I mean, like, real, I mean, serious. Like, like, let's let's be serious here. You do you think making somebody work out harder, that's an athlete, is a punishment for an actual <laughs> crime? <laughs> Absolutely not. What? No, like, are we being serious? I mean, I mean, like, are we being serious though? Like, I I could understand <laughs> if he just broke. Like curfew, right? Like, oh, he was supposed to be back by midnight, and he rolled up in here at two o'clock. Okay, you got you got to do extra, you know, hour out drill, here. Yeah, with, yeah so. like okay, that makes sense. But like, bro, like we're talking about drug trafficking, and <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> with, this isn't this isn't he got a speeding ticket, fam? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, this is like this is different. We're in a different category of charges that we're talking about here and he gets no time nothing i'm not even talking about jail okay like I, cool right he avoids jail time because his homeboy took the charge that's not unusual but he gets to play football this fall with no ramifications mm. what are we teaching this young man mm. have good friends i guess be hey, super talented and have a scapegoat is what you've taught him I guess. Amen. So that ain't never that ain't never not been the case for a very long time. You got that guy, he do your do you, I'll take the charge for you, man. Go go live the dream, man. Just take care of me when I get out. Take care of my folk. And go do that time, get out, and he'd be the guy. Why are you always with him? Why are you always keep that guy around? Yeah. Because yeah. he just did seven years and, and <laughs> make sure that the money was there. Is that <laughs> is why. that why uh John Morant's homeboy was uh, allowed to be around him multiple times? He's like, hey, Amen. He kind of got me out of trouble a few times. Like, my John Morant may get Yeah, oh yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, speaking of he he might get a whole suspension though. Ja Ja Warant. <laughs> <laughs> That's cr- I just I don't you know what? Like just when I thought I was going to have respect for something that happened in Tuscaloosa. I thought I was going to have like an ounce of respect of a thing that happened down there. They are poster children for lack of institutional control. Like, I don't get 
how their athletic director. I, I just I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. Like again, listen, this is coming from me who is but Auburn is like quick to get rid of people. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't hesitate. Like, we thought, we we thought a dude got a guy got accused a couple of years ago under Gus Malzahn of having some situations go down off campus, right? They got rid of this dude so fast, and it ended up not even being true. They kicked him off the team before the investigation was done. Amen. Yep. The pressure of <laughs> the pressure of trying to get to that mountaintop versus trying to sustain the mountaintop, two totally different feelings, two totally different <laughs> pressures. Like it's different when you ain't won one or you only got one and you're just trying to get there versus a guy that got nine. Yeah, but like my I guess my thing is like you've already won a bunch of them, bro. Like, can you can you be be a decent human being on your way out the door? Like, do we have to just continue down this path of ridiculousness the entire time? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. All right. All right, whatever, man. Listen, like, I'm, I'm not here to be the morality police. It is what it is, but at least we got a Bucky's at Auburn. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, <laughs> oh, my oh, God, no. this Bucky's. <laughs> Overrated. Okay, before we get out of here, let I'm going to let Kenny B give his spiel as to why he does not think Bucky's is amazing. Kenny B, you got to t- open up talking about Florida's recruiting. You get to go out taking a dump on Bucky's. Go for it, man. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> No disrespect to uh, to Auburn, you know their sponsor, but uh, <laughs> it's not a Bucky's man. <laughs> no, just uh, off an of exit, like right outside the university. Like, I just, I just, I just don't get it, man. Like they have uh, the 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 chop, you know the the was it the chop pulled pork, the pulled yeah. pork sandwiches, the yeah. the, 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 the brisket, brisket, bro, I mean, the brisket. brisket. Look, man, yeah. I get it. If you're if you're on the road and you know you want to stop get some barbecue, cool. But like that that's not the go to spot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good. It's it's straight. Like when I went there, I tried it. I was like, I mean. So what you tell? Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Let me man. let me get some straightening right now. You're telling me you're on a long road trip and you know you're passing an exit that has a Bucky's. You're not stopping every time yeah, you yeah, go yeah, past you that stopping? exit. You ain't stopping. No, nah, man. What? Bro, you 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 must hate your family. <laughs> no nah, man, it's just it's just not. You gonna make them stop at the damn BP three exits down because you don't want to nah, stop. So, so you're you're telling you're what you're telling me is you're gonna stop at like McDonald's mm-hmm. or like if it's if it's a Wawa. Oh man, all day every day. Where where do we see Wawas down here? Oh see this a see it's a down see Bucky's is down south. Wawas up north, man. We don't best. live up north. We, we don't live I mean, anywhere else. I mean, I've been to a Wawa. It's all right. But like, no, Bucky's man. is a thousand times better than a Wawa. Nah, because you can get a pulled pork sandwich from a gas station. Nah, man. It's not but a gas station. But it's good, though. It's a good it's pulled a Walmart, pork sandwich. It's a Walmart gas station. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a Walmart gas station. And you're going to take you, your kids to So the, you're telling the me the pulled pork, pork is not fire, though. You're telling me it's not fire. It's straight. Have, you had, the, have you had the beaver nuggets? Uh, is that the um? Was it the popcorn caramel? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I didn't have now. The one thing I did have that was good. The jerky there was good. We went on a bus. Yeah, everybody they- got different stuff. Man, I got like a chicken sandwich, dry. The brisket, <laughs> overrated. Um, man, it's just like did you did you go did you go use a bathroom because it's your own individual stall. I mean, all the bathrooms have individual stall. If you pee sitting down, then that's fine. Go do you. 
know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm a stand upper, you know. So I don't really care about the individual stall. But if you want to sit, like I say, you know, be my guest. <laughs> we don't sit. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't oh, sitting, man. That's good stuff, Kenny. That's good stuff. So Kenny is not on board the Bucky Brigade. Clearly, it's just a. It's just a. It's like if I stop at QT. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just stop. Wow. Some no, you're not. That's wow. how I feel. Saying it's that's a QT how I feel. Family. That's how I feel like. I you, mean, you just do. You you just doing this. If it's morning, if it's if it's like 10 a.m. right, okay. and there's a Bucky's on the left side of the road, okay. there's a QT on the right side of the road. I'm stopping at QT. Get me that breakfast slice. Breakfast pizza slice, like one or two of those, and I'm good. Mm. And I'm good, man. I don't need the Mm-mm. pool. Pork. The pool, oh man. And I the mean, I, and I and I like they, I like a good brisket. You know what I'm saying? Down here in good old Texas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you, you know, you come across some good brisket. But uh, Bucky's is just overrated. When I got because I hadn't been there before until this year, and the hype was everybody's like, we're gonna go to Bucky's, Bucky's, Bucky's. So what I will agree with is that it is. The hype is like through the roof for it, right? Like it is yes. not. I don't know that it's equivalent to the hype. I just don't know that it's to the level of. Th- you sound like a Jordan fan talking about LeBron right now. Like, like you just doing is your best. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is the goat. <laughs> Pip- Pippen already said Jordan won. Man, don't even playing. bring that. Pippen no, I'm a Jordan. No, I'm a, I'm a. No, did you see? The video I saw of, it. Of it was nonsense. You saw Phil. You saw Phil. Phil even said Pippen's a better overall player. Michael just a better scorer. Come on, man. Hey, it's not my words. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a shit stirrer. You know what I'm saying? I look so defeated right now. <laughs> I'm not okay. defeated. I just I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into this conversation because this is nonsense. There's, this is nonsense. Scottie Pippen is is out here trying to pretend as if. His entire legacy is not owed to the greatness that is Michael. It's Trump. not, man. He almost Yo, took him. Who comes to do in the middle of the playoffs? A camera flashes to him. He lifts his shoe up, points at the sole of it, and does like this to the camera, telling him to come back. Is that not Scottie Pippen? Look, man, Scottie Pippen put up the same numbers with the Bulls when Jordan left. Not taking anything away from his talent. How many Gr- rings does he have? How many rings does Scottie Pippen have currently on his resume? He has six, right? How many of those did he win without Michael Jordan being on the team? Zero, but how many did okay. Mike win? When, when, did, when did Mike win his first playoff game? Was it with, who or, with, is, who was it was with res- or without Pippen? Was it how with many, or without Pippen? How many, how many, answer how many, that. Wait, wait, wait. Just answer that for me. It's with Pippen. I'm not saying that okay. Jordan is How long great. was he in the league before Pippen got there? Doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. Yes. No, it no, doesn't. No, it's not. Because it he was in the league for like five years and didn't do nothing. Okay. Five <laughs> years and didn't do anything? Didn't do anything. I mean, he didn't get yeah, any scoring got, titles in that time. He, he wasn't roasting the entire league yes, in that and, period. And Phil said he can score. Right now, you're you're telling me that he's Dame Dollar or Carmelo right now with oh a little bit with, with a little better defense. <laughs> with a little better defense. <laughs> How many all defensive teams have Melo or Dame Dollar ever made in their entire career? Ever, ever. Zero. Zero, but we don't call them the With goat, a though. little better defense, were they ever okay. defensive player of the year? I'll, I'll give ever. Jordan this. I'll Even give Jordan this. Even sniffing that. And I'm going to tell you why Jordan is a goat. I'm going to tell y'all why y'all love. Because y'all love Space Jam and the 13s are fire. <laughs> that is why Jordan is y'all goat. No, that has absolutely nothing to do with Because the threes and the fours and the seven rings. Oh, and a, Lord and have a, mercy. And a, that's why. That's no. why. 
No, if it's, Jordan it's, was wearing, it's, it's if six Jordan and was wearing the Jordan twenty threes, year one, y'all wouldn't be on them. It's six and zero oh in the final. And, and let let me be clear. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, hold I'll, on. I'll, I'll actually hold make this. I'll, I'll make this abundantly clear. How long clear. was how, I would? How many years I, did he play? How many? How many years did LeBron? 15. How many? How, he played this guy. This is guy. He only made, him to he me. only won the. He only went to the playoffs six times. What does that have to do with anything? Out of fifteen years, out of out of every time he made it to the championship, how many times did he lose it? No. It's how many, you got to get to the playoffs? How to make many it. times did he lose it when he made it? But you can't lose in the how first round many? and dismiss it. So you, you can't lose would rather be the person it. that's consistently going to the prom and somebody else is leaving with your girl is what you say. It's like, just oh, like I got how, to the just dance. Like how, just like how Scottie Pippen's wife is with Michael Abs- Jordan Jr. I would absolutely rather go to the championship every year and lose some so of the them. So the Buffalo Bills is the, are the greatest it. NFL franchise in history. No, they're not the greatest in history, but if they won a couple, then But you they might have didn't a... win any. They went four LeBron years in a row, though. LeBron did though. But he how many did he lose? Well, he lost six. Woo, he's, he's lost five. as many as Jordan has won. Anyway, it's a great night, man. We appreciate you guys <laughs> tuning in to the Amen Corner podcast where we have to deal with foolishness of people hey, trying to prevent I'm just want on the way out. I just want to let y'all know Jordan is still top three on bro. any he's not top three on any statistical list out there. I just want to let y'all know. Maybe statistics are way overblown in this era. Don't of even course, when you're not top three. No, that has nothing to do. Boy, you crazy, bro. Anyway, you that is that is nonsense. If that's the case, what Carl Carl Malone is um, is an amazing player, right? Like he he should be up there in your top ten, right? Amen. Robert Ory. Carl Malone many, should be in your top many, ten. How many rings Robert Ory got? How many is he responsible for being the guy on that team? Amen. Zero. All okay, boy, you talking a lot of nonsense <laughs> right now, boy. Shout out to anyway, Bill Russell. Kareem, Kareem actually probably has a better case for being the goal, if we're being honest. Shout so, out to Bill Russell. Shout out to Stockton. Bill Russell, shout one of to, the best shout out champions to guys ever. who actually lead lists and just don't get hyped because their shoes are fire. Just get hyped because their shoes are fire. Is that what hey, it man. is? Hey, man, I'm going to stop this. This has been the, <laughs> the Amen Corner presented by the Auburn Express. I'm Paul Meharry. That's KB. That's Ike Jones. Get this shit out of here, man. I'm done. I got a kid to go take care of, man. I'm Yo, done. Yo, man, we'll hey. holler at y'all next time, man. Peace out. Bye. Uh,